He saved you, <laughs> redeemed you. Wow, thank you. Thank you, worship team. Thank you. I know we could go on and on. Just a sweet aroma of his presence here right now. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. So great to see everybody today. Even though I can't see many of you with this bright light, but I know I hear you. You're out there, right? Wow, what a sweet time of worship, right? The best part is it can leave with you, too. You know that, right? As much as we have a wonderful worship team, it can follow you home, it can follow you into your workplace. The presence follows you. Wow. Well, you may be seated. Thank you. Mm, just a few things to go over. We've got a special day ahead of us. We've got a ministry here today that I think you will get much out of. And by hearing some songs and testimonies and the things they are doing in our communities, uh, we're excited to have them here today, and we'll have them up in just a minute. I just had a few items I had to go over. Uh, Jumpstart, you are dismissed. D2L, you are staying in the room. So I'm glad to be back. I was out in L.A. last week, and it's nice to be home. Yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for the warm welcome. It's really busy out there, but it was nice. It was nice. You'll, I'll talk more about it at a later date, but it was some good time with family and meeting with some others in ministry and, and at the Dream Center and a few Another gentleman that's coming, Brian Sumner, I got to meet with him. He'll be in here in September. So, But it was a great time. It was a compact time. I'm still a little jet lagged and a little sunburned. So those two things go together. Just a few things. But I heard you had a, re a really good guest speaker last Sunday. Was he pretty good? Yeah, we probably should have kept him. Pastor John, thank you for doing that. All right, back in the saddle again. We appreciate him doing that. Uh, a few quick uh, bullet points here. Thank you for your generosity to giving to that family that we spoke about the last few weeks. Again, one of the family members had lost their tools of the trade. Somebody had broken into their car and, and stole all their tools that they need to work. And you guys stepped up to the plate and hit a home run. So you, we pretty much came close to meeting what we wanted to do. So thank you for your generosity. Please give yourselves the hands of applause and blessing them and sowing into their lives. So thank you very much. Another, a few other announcements, one that we just didn't make it in time because it's kind of happening quick. Um, we have a concert on April 2nd. I'm only bringing that up now because tickets go on sale tomorrow. Um, excuse me. Oh, boy. Yeah, better go. August 2nd. Thank you. And, yes, August 2nd is a Wednesday night. They will take over our Wednesday night service. It's a band called Petra. They go way back. They are Grammy-winning bands. They're, uh, they're on their oh, 50th anniversary tour, but it's a wonderful band. Uh, they're going to be here. Uh, we're excited. Definitely check them out if you don't know who, who they are. Uh, definitely a ministry night, so don't want to miss out on that. But they will be here, Petra, the band Petra, on 822. And uh, check them out. Tickets are go on sale tomorrow on itickets.com. That's where they're selling right now. Don't want to miss out. Uh, very important. Uh, please nod your head at, or if I'm wrong because I'm going out on a, a limb here, a stage. So smoothies are back in the cafe starting today. Ooh, don't applaud, but that's exciting, right? Smoothies. Those are good smoothies, by the way. All right. 
And lastly, uh, you know, I have to give some sad news at time, and this hits a little more personally than ever, uh, but we just wanted you to be aware of this because uh, we are family, a community. Uh, but Pastor John's mother passed away yesterday, which would be my grandmother. So she, not, well, hang on, she's 99, 99 years old, yes. What a celebration of her life. I know she was interweaved in years of messages with Pastor John and his messages of uh, his upbringing with uh, dear Martha Roberts, a.k.a. my grandmother, but we love her so much, and it was a sad event yesterday. We got to visit there and uh, really don't have any details further from that because it just happened yesterday, but we do uh, would love your prayers and support as we begin to map this all out and go from there, but thank you for that. So, and I don't want to overshadow because we have a wonderful ministry here today. want to introduce... Shandi, if you'd come up, she is from, and the rest of your folks, she is from the Adult and Teen, yes, give them a round, Adult Teen Challenge of New England, and they're an amazing ministry, some of you already know who they are, uh, but they are just carrying out God's work, and I don't need to say much more, the mic is yours, thank you, Shandi. Good morning, how are we today? We are very excited to be here, I'm going to let the ladies get So as uh, Pastor said, my name is Shandi, and I am one of the assistant directors here at Adult Teen Challenge Rhode Island. Pastor, thank you so much, and Jennifer, for having us this morning. We really appreciate when um, we're allowed to come to any, any church body and share the ministry of Adult and Teen Challenge. Um, we are a faith-based ministry, so we are family, and we appreciate the open door. So thank you so much. Um, we are here today. We represent... Um, the Adult and Teen Challenge Southern New England Women's Home. We are located in Taunton, Massachusetts. We have moved here from Rhode Island after 29 years. God opened the door um, for us after many years of ministry in Rhode Island, reaching the community and people from all over. Um, but he has moved our location to a, a quiet, private neighborhood in the town of Taunton, and we are very blessed, and I'll share a little bit more about that. Um, but as I said, I am one of the assistant directors here at Adult and Teen Challenge, but I am also a proud 25-year graduate of this program. God is good. I came into this ministry uh, March 11th of 1998. I was broken, and um, I was desperate, and I was at the end of the road after a 12-year crack cocaine and heroin addiction. I struggled with anorexia and bulimia and all the other things that come with addiction. Um, I was also raised in church, so God never let go of me. And I can tell you that everything that was poured into me as a child in Christian school, even by a family that struggled with their own issues between mental illness and addiction, God, God had placed that seal on me early on, and I'm very grateful for the education that I had and the commitment that my parents had to wanting me to know the Lord. Um, it is what kept me. Um, he had a plan and a purpose for my life, even though I ran very hard from it. And in the end, I actually, I actually was, I despised the fact that God wouldn't leave me alone because I knew that when I turned my life over to him officially, I would be given it my all. It would be all or nothing. I had lost everything in my addiction. I had two children. Um, 
when I came into the program, they were two and five, but through the course of my addiction, I was not fit to be a mother. And they, you know, I praise God for the family that I had and that they were um, able to care for my children. But as a mother, that was a very hard thing. And one of the first things I had to deal with when I came into the program, when you run and you're numb for, um, I was numb from the age of 12 to 24. So throughout those years, there was no um, psychological, emotional growth taking place in that time. I was numb, everything was suppressed. And when I came to Teen Challenge, um, I had to learn to, I had to deal with myself, but I will say that I was very grateful that there was a program that was faith-based. I didn't know it was in the city of Providence and that's where I was from, the Rhode Island area. So God used this program to, um, to save me and to transform my life. In and through what this program does, it, it allowed for an opportunity for healing to take place so that I wasn't just learning to get off of the drugs and alcohol and to no longer use, which is very necessary to understand your triggers and understand that. But there was a deeper level of pain and a level of lies that I had lived according to for those years. And I had to face those things. But in that, God healed me. He, uh, he showed me what my identity was. And for the first time, I no, no longer felt like I had to hide. I no longer needed a drug or a drink to be able to face myself. When the ladies come into our, into our program, this home is designed um, to help to love them back to life, to give them a love of God. There were leaders in my life that would pray for me, encourage me, correct me, and help me to understand and to learn a whole new level of life skills. So I am very grateful for this ministry. I, met, I married my husband here after seven years of serving the Lord and um, being with the woman's home. Um, God, God opened that door, which is a whole other story because I really wasn't interested in, in a relationship, but God knew the next level of what I needed in my life, and I'm very grateful for him. He is a graduate of the Teen Challenge, um, Adult and Teen Challenge Brockton campus of 2000, and we have two beautiful children together, Madison and Lucas, and God has, you never know when you surrender your life what God is going to do. You just leave your hand open and be available, and God will use you if you allow him to. He's restored the relationship with my two boys, though they, they live in South Florida, and they actually are both in recovery, and I'm extremely proud of them. Um, God is good. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the women's home. So as I said, we, uh, we are one of 12 centers in New England and New Jersey. We have three women's home. Two of them are adult women's home and one juvenile um, adolescent girls facility in Massachusetts. And the rest are men's home from Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Brockton, Worcester, Massachusetts, New Jersey, uh, and Connecticut. And um, we are all under the same umbrella. And again, we are the women's home represented here. And... <clears throat> As I said, we have moved to the new location in Taunton, which is really about 15 minutes, so we really are family from you at, that at this time. We are a long-term faith-based residential recovery program. So if you don't know what that is, it basically, we are a Christ-centered Christ recovery home. What the ladies receive while they are with us is biblical academics. The ladies, every month, they receive an individualized curriculum um, that will help them focus on their level of needs, along with the basic Christian principles and fundamentals of our faith in Christ, because he is the answer. And that is what God builds on. This program is a stepping stone. They have 14 group studies while they're with us. And these classes range from love and accepting myself, which can be very hard if you had no self-worth for a very long time, 
but we learn about what the love of God is and how as it applies to our life and we're victorious, growing through failure, temptation, successful Christian living. So the ladies, um, they're required to complete all those courses before graduation if they need their GED. That is something that we, um, that we have to facilitate for them so they have that. We are a 10 to 12 month program. We, we previously up to about a few months ago were a 12 to 15 month program, but we are now a 10 to 12 month program. It is highly structured. A day in the life at Teen Challenge um, is, is very, very structured. So these ladies live together. They have, um, they share bedrooms, they share bathrooms, they share space, and God keeps it all together. So. It's a character-building process, but it is a blessing. When these ladies come in the program, we don't look like this. We look very different. For a majority of the time, we come in really broken at, at many different levels of, of broken family relationships that have been broken. And God begins to rebuild those things. So to watch them go literally from death to life is an amazing, amazing, uh, amazing opportunity to do. I do count it a privilege to serve here. Um, this is not a nine-to-five. It is not a job. It really is frontline. God literally brings women from death to life. They come in spiritually jet dead a good majority of the time. And then he, as he begins to heal and pour love into them and hope and that surrender, we pray it always takes place because that's the one thing they need to get from this ministry is the Lord, is the Lord. And it's structured in such a way that, um, that they have that opportunity. Some of the things that we have um, to to connect with our local communities. We have ladies' nights. It's so for all you ladies in the house, if you're looking for something to do on a Wednesday night and you'd like to come to our campus and have a meal and fellowship and just an informal time of getting to see who we are and what we do as the ladies share, um, and it's a little more personal, and then you can have a tour of our home. We would love to connect with you in that way. We have a, a sign-up sheet in the back, so if any of you are interested or interested in possibly volunteering here at the home, that's always welcome. If you did not see in the back when you came in to, to my right, um, we have a, a product table out there. It has various, various items. One of the things that we travel with are the cutting boards that are made in our um, five carpenter shops throughout our men's facilities in New England, New Jersey. So the men, when they come into the program, this is for some of them is part of their work training. So they actually learn a skill while they're with the program. So it's not just um, a product. You will see out there each um, cutting board has a face on it and a, and a skew, so you can, a QR code, and you can actually see the testimony of that individual's life and pray for them. The ladies also hand make the jewelry, so it is a painful process for some, but it is definitely character building. So every bracelet that's out there has been made by one of our ladies, past, present, and um, so we would love to, um, to have you come back there and just see some of the things that we have. We have a cookbook that's put together, has devotions in it, so um, we'd love to have you uh, to come take a look. And the last thing uh, before I turn it over to the ladies is we have an app um, for you tech savvies. Um, if you're not, you can grab a teenager that can help show you how to uh, download the app because I'm one of those people who's a little allergic to technology. <laughs> but it is, um, it's, you can go onto that app and find out information for any of our locations. You may know someone who needs help, who struggles with addiction. You may be looking for an event or a campus in your local area or to refer someone or if you wanted to donate, that's just one of the avenues that we have. So again, that's in the back. We can scan that for you. We do 
do have events coming up. Our home, we are having a rescue story event where the ladies will be sharing in testimonies and song on our campus. And we also have an, um, our annual 5K, which is a, a 5K run walk this year. Um, our director, Deb McDonald, um, had lost her son to an accidental overdose six years ago. And this walk is in honor of her son, Jojo. And for all the other families who may have had their life impacted by addiction because addiction is a family affair. It doesn't just affect the person who is addicted, but all those who love and support their people. So if you're interested in any of those, we'd love to see you in the back. Um, but for now, I'm going to turn it over to the ladies and they're going to share. They are the highlight. Jesus was about the people and the residents is why we have the program. So I pray that you're blessed and your heart is open this morning. Good morning. My name is Jennifer. I'm 46 years old, and God has brought me to Adult and Teen Challenge not once but twice. Um, I'm currently in Adult and Teen Challenge for eight months, and he has um, he's still rescuing me from mental health issues, alcoholism, drug use, uh, suicidal tendencies, relationship difficulties, all that stemmed from childhood trauma. And the verse that I stand on is uh, Psalm 91, 9 and 10, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, whom is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. The reason why that I chose this verse is because I was, I was a wayward child of Jesus for a long period of time of my life, and he has always kept me through the struggles and the choices, the poor choices that I have made. And I am just grateful to be here and accepted again by these lovely ladies. Thank you. Hi, my name is Eileen. I'm 50 years old, and God has rescued me from a 10-year addiction to IV opiates and a three-and-a-half-year addiction to IV crack cocaine. I have been in the program now for six months. And the verse that I stand on is Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not get discouraged, because the Lord your God will be with you for wherever you go. The reason that I stand on this is I was afraid of failure and discouraged my own body. Now I'm no longer either. I'm victorious. Hello. My name is Anna. I'm 22 years old. Um, I've been an adult and teen challenge for five months now. I grew up on Cape Cod. I grew up in a loving, middle-class Christian home. My father is actually a Baptist uh, pastor, so if there's any pastors, kids here, I relate to you. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the church. I always went. Uh, once I hit high school, I decided that the church and faith just wasn't for me, just wasn't on my alley. Um, started drinking in eighth grade, and uh, in high school, I was an athlete, so I played sports, loved soccer, kind of thought I was going to go play soccer at college. Um, I ended up having a little incident and getting kicked off my soccer team due to drinking senior year. Um, so when I look back, that was the first kind of like wake up moment for me that I should have been like, oh, okay. But anyway, I ended up going to Oklahoma State University. Um, I joined a sorority. I was partying 24-7, drinking, experimenting with drugs. But I always told myself, you know, I'm not an alcoholic until I graduate. And then last May, I graduated college. I moved to Austin, Texas with about six of my best friends. Um, I was working full-time, but I also was partying full-time. 
I also picked up another addiction when I was down in Texas to sports betting. Got into gambling pretty bad. Um, I had this image of myself that I still wanted the whole world to see, so I kind of hid my struggles. Uh, I was always the laid-back, fun-time kind of friend. I never really had the problems. I always think, like, my friends were the ones. Um, so I hid that. I hid my struggles. I didn't share it with anyone. I kept telling myself, like, I couldn't be an addict because um, how I was raised, and I came from an amazing family. Um, I had great friends. I ended up noticing I was drunk driving. I ended up quitting my job, um, so I was broke, and I was lying to all my friends and the people who loved me. Um, my friends reached out to my parents, and they decided that Adult and Teen Challenge would be a great fit for me. I've been here five months now, and this is the longest that I've been sober in my life. Um, Excuse me. Uh, yeah, so just since being here, um, I wasn't expecting to get emotional. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so since being here, I've uh, rebuilt my, starting to rebuild my relationship with my parents. Um, I've I've been looking into my faith more, developing a relationship with Jesus. And, um, yeah, the verse I stand on is Jeremiah 8, verse 4. When someone falls down, do they not back, get back up. When someone turns away, do they not return? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the reason I stand on this verse is because I made some poor decisions that uh, affected where I am. Well, I made some poor decisions which caused where I am today, but at the end of the day, we all fall down. That's how we get back up. That matters. So I'm just taking it day by day, working on myself and working on my faith. Thank you.
says that a righteous man falls seven times but rises again and that righteous man is me my name is Bianca I'm 30 years old God not only delivered me from my addictions of heroin fentanyl and crack cocaine but he also delivered me from the root causes of my addiction which was childhood trauma stemmed from rejection and abandonment and also lust of the flesh um, I too actually am a teen challenge graduate I graduated the program this past July once I graduated, I decided to move on to, into ministry by going to North Point Bible College. So I attended there first semester. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, I did make some mistakes along the way, but God is faithful. So he brought me back into the program for the restoration process, and I've been back for five months now. So I would like to encourage anyone who feels like they too have fallen to let you know that you can get back up and it's never too late to start again. The verse that I stand on is Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And the reason why I stand on that verse is because I realize the only way to be truly satisfied in this life is by denying yourself and dying to yourself daily. And I do this by being a living sacrifice for God every day and making myself nothing so that Christ can be everything. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leanne. I am 54 years old. God has rescued me from heroin addiction, domestic violence, and depression. And um, I came to this program very broken, and the staff and the women in this program love me back to health. I cannot say enough about this program, and they taught me how to have a relationship with God that I'd never had before, and I've never had so much peace in my life that I never thought I deserved. So the verse that I stand on is John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Those who follow me shall no longer walk in darkness. I lived in depression all my life, and it's gone now. So this is me living in the light. He, I gave my will up, and he let me live in the light now and I just I'm so grateful thank you very much
this time, we've asked one of our graduates, Jessica Scuderi, to come and share her story. She has a powerful testimony of God's redemption and God's grace, so I'm going to let her take it from here. Hello, brothers and sisters of Seekonk. How are you today? Glory, glory, glory is all over these ladies today as they testify about God's grace and mercy in their life. And I have a story just like that. I am a proud graduate. I graduated in 2020. I have almost five years clean off of all drugs, all alcohol. Before coming to Teen Challenge, I was addicted to fentanyl, crack cocaine, methamphetamine, the lifestyle. It didn't matter. Whatever I wanted to serve myself is what I took and what I was going to do. That lifestyle was ignited by something that happened to me as a child. I was molested by my father. As you could imagine, I lost trust for people and I lost trust for the world. So I sought the darkness of that lifestyle and I fed myself with evil for years. But God, right? But God. So Teen Challenge took me out of the adult detention center down in Prince William County, Virginia, where I was a maximum security inmate. There in that jail cell, I met God in my deprivation. I was detoxing off of every drug that you could imagine, and I was so sick, I was less than 90 pounds. And when I tell you I was this close to death, but God intervened, I absolutely 100% mean it. When we come to Teen Challenge, they tell us a verse that truly means something to you. And I chose Isaiah 35, 4. Say to those with an anxious heart, say, strong and fear not, for your God will come with vengeance. And with the power of the Lord, he will save you. That is the joy of the redeemed. He redeemed my soul when I came to Teen Challenge because I got on my knees and I hit that chapel floor and I poured out everything that I had to him. Today, I'm a mother. I have a 12-year-old daughter. I have full custody of her. I'm married to a wonderful husband who also went through the program of Teen Challenge. We stuck together through our addiction only because God was at the center of it. I have a beautiful life today. I wore my sneakers on purpose. I don't run from God. I run to him. I work at a detox center in Fall River. I'm a recovery specialist, but I'm also going to school to become a counselor in specializing in substance abuse. I see death and destruction every single day. I see families that will never see their loved ones again because of drugs that they take just to hide the inner pain, to take to hide their depression. I now stand on Romans 12, 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I don't let the world around me affect me. I bring God to infect the world. I love these girls with everything that I have because I know what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis in that program. And I commend each one of you, okay? Good job, guys. Amen. Thank you, Jessica. You ladies can have a seat. You've heard a lot today. God is good, and he is in the business of saving 
still, he came to seek and save that which is lost, and that mission hasn't changed. And I'm very grateful for this ministry, that it allows those to come in and just fall apart and get put back together by the Lord, to be reparented by the Holy Spirit. Pastor, we just thank you so much again, church family, for allowing us to come today. There are many ways you can partner with us. Some I've shared about, you know, um, the back table and some of our events. Um, But we covet your prayers. I know that as leadership and as I'm sure your pastors can uh, tell you on a daily basis as they intercede for the sheep and as the overseers of the flock that we need your prayers. We pray every day that God will continue to strengthen the ladies that he's brought in, that they will stay the course. It's unfortunate, but the sad reality is that sometimes they don't all stay. And uh, more times than I can count have had, um, yeah. We pray. We need your prayers. We, we want these ladies to stick it out. And we also pray for the ones that God will bring in to make a way for the next generation. This ministry does not turn anyone away for lack of finance. I am a 25-year recipient of those who uh, sponsored and didn't even know who I was and prayed. And um, so we're very grateful for churches and individuals like yourself that um, will partner with us. We do have a sponsorship program. If you would like to sponsor a resident that you've seen here today or make a way for a future soul, um, you can absolutely do that. The ladies will be at the smaller table in the back. It's called dollar a day because it's a dollar a day. You can do it for a month, $30 a month, or you can do a year. You can do whatever you'd like. You can do multiples. Um, It's just one way of sowing seed into good ground. As I said, we are a partner in the faith. God um, is the head of what we do, and he's the foundation for this ministry when it was started over 60 years ago by David Wilkerson. So again, I'm going to close in a a song, but I pray that um, I believe that God has ministered today. And again, we're very grateful for an opportunity to um, spend this morning worshiping with you. So um, please see us in the back. Um, I'm going to sing in return. And the reason why I sing this song is because when I came to the Lord, Um, I didn't have anything to offer. I really did come as a disaster with the faith in knowing that God could do what I never could. So in return, he's given me everything in my life, and that's what he offers us today when we surrender our life to him. Amen.
Thank you, Shondi. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, thank you. Yes, be seated. Saying, Pastor Chris, what message do you have for today? It was already delivered, right? It just was delivered through the lives of others. You know, just a few few things. Um, <laughs> and we know this, but it's neat to see the example. What the enemy meant for evil, God turned it into good. And families came out of this. Marriages came out of this. You know, yes, definitely. But we need to understand as a church a few things that Jesus is just as interested in our journey as he is our destination. And we need to be part of not only our own journey, but many others as Christ's followers. Because it's dark out there. The other thing, in my prayer time this morning, I, I believe we need to ingrain in us that church, in this same room, and we are the church, if I can articulate this well, we are a greenhouse because we're always growing no matter what's going around and out, around us, heading to the sun, the light, Jesus, but we're also a hospital. And if you just think we're a greenhouse, you'll never really grow to what God's calling you to be. But we need to understand that we are also come to a hospital where people are broken. Uh, Anna, you were breaking up a little bit. Don't apologize. The pastor breaks up all the time. I cry a lot. So we, we order more tissues than we usually have here. But thank you for your transparency, ladies, because true transparency is part of the gospel. See, Jesus went to people. He didn't build another temple and wait for people to come to him. People went to them. He went to them in their despair. He went to them. And you're called to do the same. In your daily lives, your evangelism, and we're all called to be evangelism. 
evangelists. By now, I think you figured that out or whether you like that or not, but it's ingrained in us. But that happens daily, going to the herded. There are people that are around you that are hurting. We live in a culture that, you know, fake it till you make it. Jesus was real with people. He was real because his love was real. And we all start out when we're born into this fight here. Our, our, do we really know what love is and who it comes from? Because that gap, if that grows in our life, will fill it with voids. And none of us, none of us are immune to temptation. I don't care how many Bible translations you have. That was a joke. You could laugh. But it, it doesn't matter. That's why we have to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and lean not to what? Our own understanding. Our understanding can get in the way a lot because usually it's focused on us. I just had a few quick scriptures that I thought, I don't have a table, I don't need one. Um, back to the hospital. We, we know the Apostle James. I just want to go over a few quick scriptures that I think can add, not enhanced by what we heard today, by any means. James the Apostle, he was very much in our face in his writings. He did not pat a cake around the truth, did not make you feel like you had to be in a, a good place to receive it. He just spoke his mind in love. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes in our despair, we need the word. And I'm about to read a scripture. But we need tough love sometimes, too. We live in a society, society that is so self conscious of self <laughs> and comfort and all that. But real quickly, so James, I believe it's in 5, verse 16. It says, confess your sins to each other, addictions, things we're going through, how we're feeling, and pray for each other so that you may be healed the earnest prayers of the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results so James is talking about coming together and needing one another to be healed we need one another this ministry works with one another they don't, I'm sure you don't throw textbooks at them and say, here, follow the 18-step program, and I'll be back in a few weeks. It's built on the divine relationships that are going on. And as a church, we need one another. So if you're struggling with addictions, some came from Christian homes. The brochure looked pretty nice on the front cover. Some of you I, are struggling with addictions. Oh, I'm, I haven't, I don't, I don't, fentanyl and all, all that stuff. Yeah, but are you addicted to porn? 
It's uncomfortable here today. It should be right now. (laughs) Are you addicted to anger and judgment? Things that are sinful. Are you addicted to alcohol, drugs? Have you been covering for too long? God loves you so much. You see, in Romans 8.1, Paul was very clear. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who love Christ. The enemy would love you to fall. We talked about graves earlier in a song. Would love you to fall back in your grave. And then let the churchy folks cover you up with the dirt. No, that is not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not of Latter-day Saints. (laughs) You ever heard that commercial? This is the church that Pastor Sam founded that said love was building last time I checked. Hmm. Galatians, one more, quick. Paul talks about in Galatians. Oh boy, where is it? I know where Galatians is. I'm just thinking of the verse. Where's my phone? Can you put that up on the screen? I'm about to give you a verse. Can you put up uh, Galatians 5.1? It talks, Paul's talking about liberty. See, the enemy wants you to continue to be a slave to what you're going through. We hear those songs, break every chain. Uh, Public service announcement, you're not supposed to break the chain. God in you will help you break the chain. Steadfast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not entangle again with a yoke of bondage. Talking about sin. Temptation leads us to what we think is comfort. And in that comfort, we think we have control. And we don't realize the real cost that's growing in that sin. The wages of sin is... But the enemy just loves to lie, 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 lie. As we heard earlier, you're not worth it. What can you bring to him in a song we just heard? But I'm speaking to each and every one of that that looks nice, has a tie. I don't have a tie. You guys are just, you came into church looking nice, but some of you have addictions. For you to go where God needs you to go, and where this church is going, (laughs) you're going to have to, God's going to have to break some chains. But the freedom and liberty that comes from breaking those chains And what we heard testimonies of the liberty of becoming of who God has truly designed you to be is going to blow the roof off your life. The first step's the hardest step. That may be true sometimes. The first step of just admitting and doing things. But I hope today rings true that a few things. God is faithful. And you may have addictions and you've got to address that. None of us are safe from that. But God loves you so, so much. Just if I can linger another minute here. Here's a quote, and I never thought I'd be quoting Russell Brand, but this is powerful. The priority of any addiction is to anesthetize. You know what anesthetize is? Deprise of feeling and awareness. The pain of living to ease the passage of a day with some purchased relief. Mm. 
purchased relief, short term. God wants so much more for you if you're dealing with that. It's a slave. It's a bondage if you're in addiction. Don't go on a witch hunt this morning, later this afternoon. You know what it is if you have anything. But bring it before a loving God. A loving God. And then sometimes, and I believe what we've heard today, your testimony is for somebody else, not for you all the time. So God's going to write your testimony in the discovery of his love for you. And then you get to share that victory with others. I preached enough on our humanity. I don't have to convince you we still have some humanity in us, right? That's why we have to lean into God more than ever. Lean into God more than ever. Thank you for coming out today, ladies. Your courage. You're planting seeds that you will maybe not ever, never see grow up. But God is faithful. God is so faithful. And as one said, you, we may fall down. But it's how you get back up. It's how you, and we need one another. We need one another. I just want to pray over this ministry and a few other things and then we'll wind down. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing these ladies to us tonight, excuse me, today. And Lord, I believe <laughs> through your Holy Spirit, you ministered because you know where each and every one is. Whether they're not struggling with addiction or they know somebody that is, the powerful testimonies could build bridges in their lives. Lord, just pray for the leadership at Adult Teen Challenge that they continue to have your courage, your grace, and your wisdom to change the lives that become in front of them, Lord. Give that